A warm welcome to the Herty School. Herty School. The Herty School. The Herty School. Berlin needs a globally visible public policy school. Understand today, shape tomorrow. You're listening to a podcast brought to you by the Herty School in Berlin. Joanna Meyer is Professor for Organization, Strategy and Leadership at the Herty School. Her research focuses on how novel organizational and institutional arrangements generate economic and social development. We sat down and talked to her about her recent research on why some ideas catch on in particular fields, using the field of impact investing as a lens. So in this study, Lisa Hainberger and Ashley, Ashley Matz and myself, we looked at how the field of impact investing has unfolded in Europe. This is a, a field, an industry that has um, emerged 15 to 20 years ago. And I had the opportunity together with Lisa Herrenberger to follow the evolution of this field almost real time. And in this particular uh, paper, we wanted to try to understand how does it come that today, in 2019, we take a number of ideas for granted in this field that uh, seem now basically taken for granted by the participants of the field, the investors, the investees, and we forgot or lost track of a number of ideas that were debated, discussed, but seem to have been forgotten. And we are stepping back and analyze what has been discussed in three major groups that have been very important in Europe to, uh, to define the contours of this field of impact investing. There are three groups, EVPA, the European Venture Philanthropy Association, GECES, which is basically a group that is convened by, uh, by the European Commission, a group of experts that convenes regularly uh, and is convened by the European Commission in Brussels, and GSG, which is a network of organizations that was uh, set up um, as a result of the UK leadership in the G8 meetings in 2013 and which is still also convened very much around a charismatic leader, Sir Ronald Cohen. So we take these three convenings and systematically analyze what has, which ideas have been discussed in those meetings, which ones actually were suppressed and uh, which ones were assembled into this field ideology. What is special about our, about our research that allows us to go down to the level of ideas and not just think about who is in the room uh, is that one of us, Lisa Heenberger, was inside the room. Why is this important? Because in each of these meetings, we know what went into the room, what was discussed and what came out, which was edit, with what was edited out after those events. Now, this is an approach that we label inside-out collaborative research, which we think is an important addition also methodological to the field, because it allows us to take seriously the real-time and in-situ conversations that, that 
happen and gives us a repertoire analytically also to understand uh, what goes on. And in order to understand ideas and analyze ideas in action, we actually borrow from an adjacent literature, gender studies. What gender studies has uh, learned us or showed us is to look at gender, the feminine and the muscular, not in isolation, but as a system. The feminine gets uh, defined by what is masculine. Masculine gets defined what is men, uh, uh, feminine, and they are in interaction. So we take that inspiration and we look at ideas discussed as they relate to each other. So, for example, we discuss ideas such as the ambition of the field. Should we go for standardized versus customized solution? Should, they, should the investees be self-sufficient versus dependent? Do we invest by the heart or with the head? Uh, in terms of, uh, so in what, what should we prioritize? Should we uh, prioritize scaling versus going native? Shall we prioritize measuring impact versus telling stories? Uh, shall we um, uh, prioritize tools first versus need first? Uh, and so on. So we, the ideas we basically set up in a dichotomous way that allows us to understand how they actually relate to each other. And what we show in the paper is how um, what we call suppression is a mechanism that gives rise and perpetuates systemic power because it restricts options and shape what is valued. And we show that by showing which ideas become, pre, uh, become more prominent. Now, the suppression as a mechanism is, is consisting of uh, devaluing, so basically we show how certain ideas uh, are rep uh, positioned in a way that they are considered more worthy. A second uh, underlying mode of suppression is prioritizing means over end, which reorders hierarchies of priorities. And the third mode of suppression is simplifying, whereby we, we focus attention by determining what's in and what's out. So this is a, a way to analytically go to the level of ideas and show how systemic uh, uh, forms of power can arise in a particular field. Why is that important to us? Because it allows us, again, to, sh to, to give light to those ideas that actually got suppressed that might still be available but are dormant, put aside. But those ideas can actually be reactivated. Why is it important? Because it also allows us to, to pay attention to unintended consequences uh, by just focusing on what has become dominant. 
let me put it this way, the larger uh, intellectual ambition of this uh, project, and here I'm talking about this particular paper, but also the, the more programmatic approach, is really to also attend to the conversations, discussions, but also scholarly work on the financialization, uh, not only of the economy that we have seen over the years, but also of society. Financialization of society in this case uh, refers to how we more and more increasingly are also thinking about addressing social problems from the, from the perspective of finance. So, and I think it is important to attend to the financial needs of social enterprises, of organizations that address societal challenges and social problems. But there is also a danger that we overemphasize uh, finance aspects to that. If you uh, turn back to just a very um, uh, current example, uh, Greta uh, in New York last week has reminded all of us that all of what you constantly talk about is money. And we see a similar trend in this field of impact investing. Ultimately, it's about addressing societal challenges, social problems in an effective way, and we risk to actually just about talking about financial tools, the financial side, and this is an important part, but it's by far not the most important, uh, uh, imp the most relevant part. The contribution that we want to make here in this paper to uh, our community of scholarship, which is organizational theory, is exactly that we also, there is a role for ideology to be discussed, in our case, what we call at the field level, at the organizational level, organization in interaction with each other. We should actually embrace the idea of ideology at the field level because we understand systemic power better. There has been a tendency to stay away from ideology as a term and as a construct, a concept to study in my scholarly domain. And I think it's wrong. We need to talk about it. Because similarly, as we talk about ideology as in neoliberalism at the higher level, at the macro level, at the economy, at the societal level, these are the conversations we need to have at the, at the level of organizations, organizations interacting with others, organizations interacting with those that support them. And that's in a way what we like to attend to. It would have been easy to write this paper purely from the perspective, oh, impact investors, this is neoliberal thought taking over. But it does get us to the granularity of, of analytical work that we can do, especially when we are in the room and have, have the opportunity to understand how ideas actually are uh, discussed, uh, shaped, suppressed uh, over time. Thanks for listening. You can find more on our website at herdy-school.org.